Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Friday morning to you, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Let's see if we can plug Gene in. Uh, to it, we'll dispense with all the normal uh, rigmarole to start the, to, to start uh, the show. It's pretty simple. We're going to have college football. Uh, we're going to have high school football. We're going to have. Uh, we'll tell you about some high school basketball games tonight. Also, um, a play last night at Canute that Jared and I both attended. That uh, man, what a star! A star was born at Canute. You here now, Gene? You good? All right. So that's all that. But it is Veterans Day. And we have a guy that everybody knows from from Elk City, and uh, he's we, we got to welcome in the veterans the way that they want to be welcomed in, right? So, uh, so here's a little uh, a welcome for Gene Smith Jr. That is uh, Gene just told us that's that was the anthem for you guys over there uh, in Vietnam. It didn't make any difference where you went. It was on the jukebox. It was, and it got played at least ten or fifteen times a night, and everybody sang every time. We got to get out of this place if it's the last thing we ever do. And thankfully, you uh, you did uh, to be able to sitting right here. First off, Happy Veterans Day! Thank you so much for your service. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on uh, the, today for for the veterans. Well, <clears throat> I, I want to ask you guys a question before we get started. Okay. Okay. Uh, November 11th. What's the significance of November 11th? I well, know. I mean, Veterans Day, I but know. go for it. I uh, But I also cheated because I heard Gene tell Sean oh, this. It cheated. had to do with Armistice, Armistice Day. Armistice yeah. Day. 11-11-11, back right. in World War One. That was when they signed the Armistice for World War One. was on the 11th day, the 11th month, the 11th hour. So that went on. 
I think I now this I'm not sure about. My, but my, it seems like it was in the 50s or early 60s. Somebody changed that from Armistice Day to Veterans Day. Veterans Day because right. all the World War One guys were pretty well gone, mm-hmm. and so they decided to make it Veterans Day, and so we celebrate it. We're going to have I hope a little just a little short blurb. We're going to talk about 11, 11, 11 at, at our luncheon today. We're going to have lunch for all the veterans, and that includes if you were a National Guard guy that never actually did anything but make meetings, you're invited. It's uh, American Legion. You're eligible to be an American Legion uh, member. Mm-hmm. Where Anybody that's ever served, you can be a member of the American Legion. And uh, it kind of kind of went stagnant for a while for the VFW, the American Legion, and the DF, DAV. Uh, the VFW... Um, they're still meeting, but there's not very many of them. And the DAV, as far as we know, is not meeting at all. So we've got the, right now, we've got the vehicle to try to help people who need help uh, from serving in the military. You know, there is help for, for you guys out there that you don't realize it maybe that the Veterans Administration will give you some help financially, and they'll help you pay your bills on whatever you're, illnesses that you may have that's service-related. So one of the things we're trying to do is make sure that if people hear me, if you'll show up today, we're going to, we may not be able to help you ourselves, but we know how to point you in the right direction so that you can get help. But I will say this, when you're dealing with the VA, you've got to be tough. You can't be a quitter. Because they're going to give you roadblocks everywhere you go in there. It's getting better, but it's not there yet. I mean, it uh, they make you toe the line. I mean, when I w- it took me two years from when I applied till I got benefits. And one of the questions they asked was, I had to prove I was in Vietnam. That let me ask you, I know neither one of you are fifty, but it'll make any difference. Could you figure out what you did? 25 years ago <laughs> and who you who with and and how do you well, prove well, that you know what probably should bring that to air i was <laughs> well one, about once every three weeks i was probably in getting my hair cut by that guy right behind you 25 years ago yeah that's about the only thing i've been just fussing about soccer and baseball oh, it wasn't a bartender you knew real <laughs> that's why we're not bringing that to air <laughs> let's don't go there ah, yeah uh, well, that's a shame that you have to prove that you served your country. Well, you have a military record, but the problem with me was I served in Vietnam, but I was actually stationed on the island of Taiwan. Now, that was outside the combat sure. zone. Right. Now, I, I was a pilot in the Air Force. We flew airplanes. So we would fly from Vietnam all the way back to Taiwan, be there one day, get your hair cut, and, you know, clean up, uh, get your pay, get all that. And then in the next day, you're going right back in for another 18-day TDY. So I actually had a 15-month tour, and I probably spent 100 and – I mean, excuse me, probably spent 360 or 70 days actually in the combat zone. Mm-hmm. But I had to prove it. Yeah. To your station at the at the base in Taiwan. Yep. And All right. So you you talking about today? Where does everybody need to go? To Barbara Dyson Ford. We Barbara Dyson and Hutches are are sponsoring our lunch, mm-hmm. 
and it's also been sponsored by Post 181 of the American Legion. Uh, we're going to have, uh, hopefully we'll have a good crowd. I know the weather is against us, but uh, we're going to try to have some good food and, and good information and uh, good fellowship. You know, uh, one of the things that the American Legion, the VFWDAV was all about was fellowship. You know, you get together with guys. Uh, one of the hardest things to talk about is how you served and what you did because you guys didn't serve, so you don't have a frame of reference to kind of talk about how bad it could be. Right. And so uh, when we get together, there's lots of stories told. There's lots of good conversation, and, and it's a matter of fellowship that we all need. You know, one of the things that happened when we came back from Vietnam was— I got choked up a while ago. I couldn't hardly tell the story. But, <clears throat> yeah, I was very proud to wear the uniform of the United States of America. Very proud. I mean, I was a history nut, and I was I, at one time I, I thought I wanted to go to West Point. Mm -hmm. So I've always had a little military itch in my background. And so, uh, I mean, I was proud to wear my uniform. And when they told us when we came back, and you processed in, they had a big bunch of us at the base theater, and they said, okay, guys, understand this. Don't wear your uniform off base. You you wear your off base, always wear your civvies. And the reason was because that usually would start a fight. Yeah. That's... So, and, and, you know, that was really not fair. Right. But, you know, life's not fair, I guess. Somebody told me that one time. <laughs> If it did, three of us be me. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, to that, I've heard Jimmy. He's had a couple of, of, of veterans on throughout the week on his on his ag show, and one of the guys uh, served in Vietnam, but then also came back in the National Guard, and they served together over in the in the Desert Storm the first time over there. And Jimmy's told the story about how uh, when they got back to Lawton, they allowed those Vietnam veterans off first so that they could get. The proper welcome back from war that you guys weren't allowed to have back That's in correct. back in the seventies. Actually, what happened uh, when we came back? <clears throat> we landed in Seattle Tacoma Airport, and you know we had our uniforms on. We had to wear them then because you had to, to get on the airplane. You had to have your uniform on. Right. So we're walking through the Seattle airport and. I always called them Harry Krishners. I don't know what the hell they were. Excuse me. <laughs> That's I right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there they were calling us baby baby killers and spitting on us mm -hmm. and all that. Well, there was. I'm not going to say that there was any alcohol on board that airplane when we came home, but there might have been a drink or two. <laughs> and so there was a, a little bit of a ruckus, and uh, the cops finally broke it up. And, uh, I, I, you know, I thought, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna make fun of us, if you're gonna spit on us, you're gonna get cleaned. And yeah. so, it, fortunately, it wasn't a ride or anything. But that's the kind of treatment that we got, pretty much uh, all over the country. That's so sad. It's not the way it's supposed to be uh, with you guys protecting this nation like that. It, it's it's ridiculous. So, Barbara Dyson, eleven o'clock to like one thirty ish. Is that what I heard? eleven to one is? Okay. And and. Uh, I will say I, I had planned to have a full-time counselor there. Unfortunately, unfortunately, she's had some health issues. She's in the gone to the doctor, and she won't be there. But we will. 
I promise you, if you show up, we're going to put you in with somebody that can help you. Jenny will be back probably next week, and she's here in Elk City. You don't have to go any place else. Uh, her dad is a Marine veteran from Vietnam. Uh, good gal, understands mm-hmm. understands what what veterans are going through. And uh, then there's uh, another group out of Norman, the Dale K. Graham Foundation. These guys, for no charge, work with veterans to get their benefits. They're great people. That's I wouldn't I wouldn't have ever got a dime if it hadn't been for them. So you know those those people. Uh, there are people out there that can help you. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not the VA. They 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 put up the roadblocks most of the time. They're getting better. I'm not going to tell you it's great, but they're better. And there are a lot of things out there now that they're finding. Every every week, every month, there's new things that they're finding that are should be covered under under their umbrella. And and right now, if if you served in Vietnam, I, I think I'm right about this. You are eligible for full medical benefits from the VA. Well, that's that's good. It's just it's a shame that it's so hard to get those things yeah. uh, from that from that organization. Gene Smith Jr. Okay, that we know what's going on today. What about tonight? The Big Elks hosting a playoff game. I had a text here that wanted wanted to hear you tell us about Larry Elliott and what and the way that he played football for those for the well, youngsters that cannot describe well, Larry Elliott. Uh, just a little background, he played football for Elk City. He was an all-state halfback at 140 pounds. And that was back in 1961. Uh, Larry Elliott was a great player. And he went on and he actually started in the Big 8 back in the mid-60s as a defensive safety at 145 pounds. At Oklahoma You think State. he ain't tough? <laughs> uh, he was probably... I, I would say there's, in my history, I can remember three or four really great running backs. He was one of them. His brother Jim was another one. was a very good running back. Larry just had the, the shuck and jive moves that mm-hmm. Jimmy was more straight speed. Uh, but Larry was, you know, Tyler Marsh was another one that, you know, man, what a great player he was. Yeah. And this, we've got a freshman, and, boy, I'm just sick. Yeah. Garza, isn't it? Yep. Garza, yes. You know, great player, gonna be, but you know, he's just gonna have to find out how tough he is because that's tough rehab. No doubt about it. But yeah. I, I, I'm so proud of of where we are now in the Elk City football program. I've tried to be associated with it for the last 65 years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, you know, I always hate it when I have to go to Clinton. You know, uh, they uh, and one of my dear friends, Ron Engel, was in the yeah. backfield and an all-state player with Larry Elliott. Mm-hmm. Ron Engel, uh, he actually uh, played quarterback his senior year, was an all-state quarterback, and Elliott was an all-state running back. So, uh, but Larry, I mean, kick returner, uh, he started in the defensive backfield. I mean, he was – and he was tough. You got to be tough. You're going to play this game at 145, 50 pounds. I, I think when I looked up, we researched for, during COVID kind of a Mount Rushmore of athletes in Elk City. And I th- if I remember right, he still holds 
the uh, career punt return yardage record at Oklahoma State. He does. All these years later, almost 50 years later. And, you know, I, I, he sent me a copy of the 60 article. 60 years later. They, rate, they rated the top 10 punt returners at OSU, and I think he was number four. He's either four or five yeah. in, in history. Yeah. And he's, you know. That's and, impressive. And, and those of you who know him, he's not one bit cocky, you know. <laughs> oh, Gene no. Smith Jr. Uh, that's that's perfect. That's like a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> Eleven o'clock, Barbara Dyson Ford. Any veteran, come on out, have lunch, have fellowship. That's right. That just be a great day. Uh, and thank you to Barbara Dyson Hutches as well. Those guys chipping in for lunch. Uh, it should be a great fun time. Everybody that's a veteran, go on out and hang out at eleven o'clock at Barbara Dyson. No matter the war, like I say, even if you were a National Guard guy, you served. You're eligible to be a member of the, of the American Legion, and you're eligible to come and have lunch with us. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for your service, sir. We yes. really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. All right, we're going to step aside. Gene Smith, Jr. Get out there. Barbara Dyson, 11 o'clock in uh, this morning to 1. Thank you, sir. When we come back, it is a Garrison Financial Friday. Scotty G's in the house. Get his thoughts on a multitude of issues. Still got those high school football playoff games to talk about as well. This is Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sport. Yeah! Coming on, yeah! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It is a Garrison Financial Friday, and we've got our man Scott Garrison in studio. Real quick uh, to, to finish up, uh, Gene Smith Jr., Larry Elliott. I uh, just got a text that Larry still has a scar in his chin. From Gail Sanders, uh, Gail Sayers' cleat. <laughs> that's pretty wild for a sports memento. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he got to. That's what he got to take home from uh, from Oklahoma State was a in, in you know a record. There also. you go. Yeah, yeah. No, Sam got up this morning. I got or let me rephrase that. I got Sam up this morning. <laughs> I was say way to go. You yeah. got a kid to get up by his own. No. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah exactly. Uh, got up, got dressed, and. and he was getting in the truck because I was taking him to meet the the ag guys to put out flags, and he had on just just one little sweatshirt. And I said, "No, kid. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I got news for you, buddy. It's gonna be a rough morning putting those flags out." I had this same conversation last night with an 11 year old who thinks he knows everything in the world. <laughs> and no, I don't need gloves, Aaron. No, I don't need a beanie, Aaron. I'll just use my hoodie. And I just said, "Buddy, listen." 
You went with us to Cushing last year, and yes, it was it was chilly. So it ain't gonna be nothing like tonight. It's gonna be colder tonight than it was. Oh no, it can't be. I said, I'm telling you right now, don't come crying because here's the deal: your mom's not here, not gonna be here tonight. I can't be mommy. I've got a job you to do. Working. Yeah. So better have everything ready. And so, of course, his mom gave me a giant bag of all kinds oh, yeah. of winter stuff to, that to is be available mommy. to be mommy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out maybe I still will be. All right. What do you got? On, what do you got on tap for today, Scott? Well, did you guys start? Did you guys start watching it? What the FIFA deal is no, out? I, no, no, I didn't know it was out. No, it's out. It's oh, out. that documentary. I, I, no, I, I started to watch it, but then Melissa's like, "We're going to watch a show about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not we're going to watch soccer. We're going <laughs> to so. See, I always knew. I always knew I liked Melissa. <laughs> She's got the right mindset. <laughs> so I got to watch uh, the Country Music Awards on rerun. Yeah, I lost that battle, but you know, you we'll, won the war. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get back to it. No, it is really. I, I got about thirty minutes into it. It's going to be a really interesting show. Um, it, so far, it's about about whitewashing uh, political dictators. Really? Yeah, that's what they're talking about. You know, that was one of the. Did you? I'm sure you saw the thirty for thirty about. Uh, the, the two Escobars with Pablo and Andres Escobar. Have you seen that? Yes. One? You know it's a little hard to follow since it's all in Spanish. You got to read the titles or whatever. But you know that's that, that's exactly what they bought those teams for was to to wash all that money, all the drug money yeah. through those soccer clubs down in, in Colombia, South America. Period. Well, but this they're talking about how how they call it sports washing. Oh, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the way that kind of like used the Olympics. Yes, 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 yes. Like, like Saudi Arabia is using the Live Golf Tour supposedly, or Russia used the Olympics, uh-huh. or China yes. just used the Olympics. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a really insightful show. I, I think uh, I think a lot of people should watch it, even if they're not. A big soccer guy, although Melissa's not going to watch it. <laughs> it's not going to. Well, <laughs> is it like a movie? Is it a ten-parter? Or like yeah, it's going to be several series. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, what's coldest game you guys have ever been to? Okay, we were just talking about well, this most the other recently. Day. I mean, uh, in the stands. Okay, I can remember going in nineteen ninety. I guess it would have been nineteen ninety-eight. Texas A and M at Oklahoma. It was about fifty-one to seven game. And it was cold and kind of rainy. It might have been 90, it would have been 98, 97 maybe. 97, 98, one of those I think, two. I think it was 1987, OU Nebraska. My dad and I went, and the ground by the time we left was just a sheet of ice. Oh. And and we left probably two minutes into the third quarter. I think the game finished 7-6. to six. See, that, that the, the difference with that one and then another one I'm going to talk about is we were prepared. Yeah. In the stands at OU that night. 1995 football season. We left here to go to Skyatook. I remember that. And it was like 70 degrees that morning. Uh, and met. we stopped in the – I vividly remember this. We stopped in the city. Ate, remember Grandy's right there yeah. on, on uh, yeah. Morgan Road? We ate there, made our way up to Skyatook. Got off the bus. Everybody's in shorts and short sleeve shirts, and just hanging out on the field. Man, this is great weather. And you go back in to get everybody taped up and get pads on. Come out, and it's like a like a thunderstorm has started. Got the the guys got out there, and then we're taking them off the field because of lightning. 
So you sit back in the in the uh, locker room for a little bit, and then the next time you go out, there's snow on the ground. Oh, and there gosh. was nobody was really all that prepared for it. I think I've heard about a cheerleader being in in her cheer uniform, <laughs> Without, and not having sweats. Not a- <laughs> listen. There was a bunch of that. I'm, I remember sitting there, and Sky took beat us. I think it'd be a twenty-four to six, and Elk City scored a touchdown at the end. I can't remember if Jamie ran it in or, or, or something. And I was standing right next to Baker. Jeremy Baker was the as sophomore. He was the kicker, and he was standing there. And as was, was moving down the field, and he, he hasn't kicked off since the opening kickoff, mind you. And he's standing, and he's going, man, I hope Shirley will go for two, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then it kind of hit him. He was like, I guess it doesn't matter, does it? Because I'm have to go kick off either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we, better warm up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better and I, mean, warm I remember up. Charlie hurt his leg, like fractured, like in his shin, and he didn't realize it till we got like to the 108. It was too. Cold. It was too finally, cold. Finally, it finally kind of thawed out to oh. where, and he just started screaming like, "Ah!" Oh, oh my god! That was the probably the coldest I've ever yeah. been. Melissa was was yeah. the cheerleader. I, yeah. I had a so. feeling I knew who it was. <laughs> oh, yep, yeah. I'm excited about tonight. It's gonna oh, be great. Sky took my senior year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's uh, anybody that was the, that went through that. Who was that? That was Smithy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they. Yeah. Everyone was the same way because it just came. It was like, what just happened? Yeah, it just it was fifty. It was fifty degrees warmer like twenty seconds ago. What just happened? You're gonna laugh at me. I went to a baseball game. Oh yeah, with my dad. We rode our motorcycles up to to a Big Twelve uh, tournament. OU was playing Oklahoma State, uh-huh. and it was eighty degrees. It was perfect. And when we were leaving, it was like 35. <laughs> oh, and we got to El Reno, and I stopped at Walmart, and I got some of these little bitty gloves because it's all that they had. And I looked at my dad, and I said, I hope you can keep up because I can either be really cold for 30 minutes or I can be really cold for an hour. Yeah, we're headed. We're headed, buddy. <laughs> I've been to a lot of wet games that come to mind, like get there and it starts raining, but they continue to play because there's no lightning involved, and then a little wind hits you. But the coldest I can remember, I can't remember a high school game any colder than when I went to the OU-Texas Tech game in 08, the jump around game. Mm. That was a chilly, chilly night. That was a cold night. I was at that game. That was a chilly game. It wasn't windy or anything, and it really helped at OU – kick their tails and that you could you didn't care how cold it was all i've heard about is how great that game was oh it's fantastic and i sold i almost paid for the entire season ticket package with that for one. what i got from that one game and i was like i'll be okay and i still regret that yeah. i didn't get away <laughs> there is a uh there, there is a guy that everybody knows that was in the stands that night he could or could not have been an assistant principal at Elk City High School about the time you were there. He could or could not have been the superintendent over at the Votech, uh, Western Technology Center in Burns Flat. He could or could not have the last name of Lewis. <laughs> was standing, it was sitting in the north end zone. I believe he went with Joe Ray. And he was the only person in there not having any fun wearing <laughs> OU clothes because he had wagered the other way. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Poor Hooter. He's still he's still a little bitter about all these years later. He's still a little bitter about that. Never bet against your team. He didn't really have a team. Yeah, he didn't really have a team. He didn't. He's just Well that night he did. Uh, well, I think I think knowing him the way I do, I think he was wanting to be able to have a double whammy on the way home 
to not only that Texas Tech won, but he could tell Joe Ray that he won money because Texas Tech won. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's exactly true. Hey, what do you have uh, going on, uh, Scott? Uh, just taking care of things, taking care of things. We do have something coming up uh, here pretty quick. We're going to have a guy from First Trust come out um, and talk a little bit about uh, – about their economic outlook for 2023. Um, I've got an attorney coming out, and he is going to speak a little bit about estate planning. So if you would like to be involved uh, in that, give me a shout. Uh, We're going to have a dinner out at the Elks Lodge on November 29th. And just come sit down, uh, get some knowledge, and it's it's free. Yeah, I've got that info. I'm looking for that text. I can't find it. Where is that at? Anyhow, I'll find. Yeah, it. yeah. I know. So you get an outlook of what's coming for twenty twenty three. I mean, as good as we can all guess. Well, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, crystal you know, ball or what? Yeah, First Trust is a pretty big, uh, pretty big organization. Um, they they manage a lot of a lot of assets, and uh, they're going to send a guy out here and and tell us what they what they think they they see coming. So, but I, one of the bigger things and something that that people really need to. Um, pay more attention to i i mean this keenan hot is who's coming out uh the attorney that's coming out and he's going to talk a little bit about estate planning and and um do you have a will or a trust and which one's best for you um and the fact is that everybody should have one i got one as soon as sam was born uh if you don't have a will go out and get one that's that's uh extremely irresponsible of yourself and you're putting a whole lot on your family if something happens to yeah. you so uh, five thirty uh, next or five thirty on November 29th. Is yep. that a Wednesday? That's a Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. So two weeks from this mm-hmm. Tuesday, the coming Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll type that up. That way, I have that information. Don't have to search through my phone every time <laughs> to find it. Well, you going yeah. to the game tonight? I'll be there. I'll be there. Let's go, Elks, man. I'm excited. I I got to go home and plan my layers out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, the one thing about having them on too early is I'm sweating through them right now. <laughs> well, and that can only – I may yeah. be sick by the time the game is over when it starts getting cold. <laughs> Scott, right, thank you so much, man. appreciate it. Yep. Scott Garrison, Garrison Financial. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. We'll be telling you for the next couple of weeks about uh, that dinner. That way everybody knows exactly how to get uh, involved in that. There is a deadline. What, next Wednesday? Uh, is that right? Okay, next Wednesday. So uh, we'll get that out there. Scott at SoonerWealth.com, 124 North Main Street in Elk City. I'll tell you all about what he's doing. As we move along throughout the show, man, time flies, Jerry. Uh, I'm telling you. It's been a great deal. It's been a – when you have guests on and enjoyable guests like that, yes. time certainly does fly. When we come back, we're going to have to talk about the play. Then we'll talk about high right. school football. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings 
savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's Garrison Financial Friday. Scott Garrison was just in here. Uh, let's see. Next By next Wednesday, so the 29th of November, 530, uh, that dinner out at the Elks Lodge with some uh, Keenan Hot is one of the, the folks that will be there. Just uh, give you an idea of what's to come, what they think is to come. Uh, it would be a great evening uh, out there. And then question and answers uh, for, from Scott. Let him know by next Wednesday. So Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Dinners and drinks on First Trust and Garrison Financials. Go out there. Economic outlook for 2023 uh, provided by that First Trust rep who is keen and hot of the Palmer Law Investment Strategies for 2023 and questions and answers uh, from Scott. 530 at the Elks Lodge, November 29th. Let him know if you plan to attend by next Wednesday. We'll keep on uh, beating that uh, into everyone's brains to get them out and, and do that. Uh, but just be sure and, and tell him before the deadline. That way everybody can plan, you know what I'm saying? Get everybody planned and ready to go uh, for that. All right, Jared. I know we got high school basketball tonight. By the way, what a cool deal. I just got sent a text that uh, the Hollis Tigers got a, got a little pep talk, a pregame talk from Mr. Ted Owens, Hollis grad from 1947. Oh, wow. You may know the name because he was the, he's the fourth winningest coach in Kansas Jayhawk basketball history from 1964 to 1983. He made a couple of Final Fours. Uh, he was down giving the giving the Tigers a pregame talk. That's really that's pretty darn cool to be able to to have a, an alumni like that to be able to come back and talk. I got I never knew he was from Hollis. You know Shame who else was from Hollis? Yeah, Daryl Royal. Okay. Yeah, You're right on top. Man, of they they produced some winning winning coaches. Yeah, I'll say. That go north and south. And <laughs> or that went north and south. And they produce a pretty good dang winning football team, too. So good luck to the Tigers. 1947 is kind of the date. It's kind of the year. We've got this yeah. program from the Weatherford Oak City game back in 1947. Ted Owens graduated from Hollis in 1947. It's kind of a cool, a cool deal. Uh, but anyhow. That's cool. So it'll be on Paragon TV tonight. Paragon TV. I think about 6.50. 645, 650 pregame there, and then 7 o'clock for Hollis and Cherokee. Obviously, the Elks and uh, Newcastle is a 630, maybe even a little earlier, just depending uh, what, what all's going on in the, in the length. But, you know, 6 630-ish pregame, for sure 630, but maybe just a tick before if we need that extra couple of minutes. And then uh, yeah. 7 o'clock kick between Elk City and Newcastle. That's on Big Elk TV also. You can hear that on Cool 94. Last night, Jared, we were both in the same spot unexpectedly. Uh, I don't, you didn't know I was going to be there. I didn't know. <laughs> heck, you didn't know you were going to be there until you were. But we went and saw a play put on by the Canute, fifth and sixth graders. Sixth graders, mostly maybe a few fifth graders sprinkled in there as well. Jared, who's, yeah. who was the star of the show? Uh, that would be uh, Joey, right? Joey. 
Joey Huff. Joey Ray Huff. She did great. Joey Ray Huff, who is just happens to be my niece. She did awesome. She was rocking she Robin. Rocking Robin. She was like the host of a of like a bandstand yeah. show. And man, she she knocked it out of the park. I thought the I thought uh, the the kid that was the cat was hilarious. <laughs> a good he was a good supporting actor there. Yeah. Yes, he was funny. I thought the girls over there on the couch, if you were watching them during the songs, they were pretty funny. They, they were animated. It, it also yeah. helped them to probably kind of be off to the side to be that animated. Yeah, yeah. My main man Maddox Thompson was killing it. With the, I mean, he he looked like the 2022 redheaded version of John Travolta in Greece <laughs> with the jacket, with the with the slick back hair. I just kept on waiting. I literally, he was so in character and so killing it. I kept on waiting for him to. Uh, take his jacket off and see a pack of cigs rolled up in his shirt, and then he just start just light up a heater right there on the <laughs> stage. Um, he didn't have a comb and slicking back his hair. Yeah, oh, Hayes, hey. Hayes, the, uh, the the dad or the, the the CEO of the company that was sponsoring everything. That guy was. They so, had him perfectly, good. perfectly he, uh, he uh, casted. He was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, they all did great. I mean, it was, it they was, did great. It was a really, really fun, a really fun deal. Great job by them. And of course, uh, so so I told you this off air, but. When when Karen Wyatt got over to Canute to Will's house, Joey asked her mom, "It's like, well, is Uncle Aaron coming?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's coming. He's just not off work yet." Well, this is like my this is like my World Series. This is like my World Series. And so I told her after it was over because she did kill it. I mean, not, yeah. this isn't just like a bias thing. Oh, she's great because I'm the uncle or what have you. She killed it. And I told her, I said, "You know what, Joey? For the second time in history." A perfect game was thrown in the World Series. There you go. You just joined Don Larson <laughs> in history with a perfect game in the series. It so was great. It was great. Congratulations to everybody that helped put that on the kids. It was a really fun evening over there at Canute last night. All right, real quick, we've got basketball tonight on Paragon TV, high school hoops, Rappo Butler at Arnett. We've got Canute and Sentinel, Eric and Hammond, Leedy at Cheyenne. All of those are 630 tips, girls and boys doubleheaders. Uh, that you can find on Paragon TV. We mentioned Hollis, the football game, the, the the playoff football game against Cherokee. That one will start at seven o'clock on Paragon TV, and then of course Big Elk TV with the Elks in Newcastle. It, it's an interesting conversation. As Scott was just kind of asking us, you know, what uh, what to expect here in t- in talking with the folks that I have associated around the Elk City football program. They're expecting a knockout, drag out, tough tough battle here in the first round from their former district mate the newcastle racers i think the weather is an interesting factor jared because as we've seen the elks love to this isn't going to bother anything they want to do right at the same time though you know when you see newcastle spread out you think oh this is the wind or whatever might but they they also have a a pretty physical mentality just watching uh, their games from this season they want to run the football too so this the weather may affect the kicking game more than it would either offense uh, when they have the ball. Well, it's going to affect decision-making, too, with the coaches. You know, if it's uh, fourth and two and you're playing field position, you might rethink kicking it and maybe just go for it, maybe extra points. We know Elk City is very uh, able to go for two and, and convert more than not. So it's going to affect a lot of things. And, and if you're a novice fan and you come out and you see Newcastle spread it out and think this might be okay because they, it looks like they want to – uh, throw it around the yard it's not necessarily the case they like to spread it out to run it and um and maybe and then the stuff that they do and stuff that we noticed on film yesterday was they're not it's not necessarily uh 
uh, you know, fly patterns and throw it down the sideline as far as you can and, and see what you, you know, good chunk yardage. It's it's quick underneath stuff. And sometimes that win doesn't even matter. You know, if just real quick pop passes, uh, screen passes, stuff like that. So, um, but uh, the kicking game, the special teams, that's where it's going to be a factor. You could even see high onsides, maybe even an onside, straight up onside or two, just because, man, we got to kick into the wind. Let's just test our luck here and, and uh, see what we can, we can do in short yardage. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. It's going to be fun. It's playoffs, man. I mean, who cares what the weather is like? It's playoff football. And you got to know, man, I, this stuff that, stuff that worries me as a fan is, yes, it's the first time a playoff game has been hosted here in nearly 25, 24 years. Uh, there's a lot of pressure there. And, you know, there's these guys are going to be – amped up ready to go represent their town finally got a playoff game back here and you got to know newcastle's coming in going this is old hat for us we've we've been in the playoffs a lot more often and, and we and so it just it's a matter of um and here's that word again staying focused and i think they'll be okay but it's going to be a knockdown drag out fight newcastle's a good team i, I was I, after seeing film on them the way they played bethany the way they play tuttle this year it they're a they're a good team out of a tough district and we're going to see a really good game tonight yeah it's interesting but uh, from the text line i'm not even going there <laughs> what would an elk city cushing match not even gonna bite on that one uh listen we don't have to stay focused on every game it's not our job <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean i think that would be an amazing contrast of styles just like elk it was cushing, just like it was a year if ago if it was elk city cushing yes what you're saying. Yeah. you know a year ago it was high flying uh, throw it around versus keep it on the ground and try to milk the clock, keep the ball. You know, the, the best offense was a, or the best defense was a, a ball control offense. But at the same time, and I think we've seen it out of this Elk City team as well, just in a different way. The Elks last year, not only were they, you know, Dalen and, and then offensive line and, and really can play ball control offense, they also had the ability to hit gigantic plays. In in every playoff game, we saw Drake Hughes make a long catch, couple for touchdowns in the Cushing game, in the in the Grove game, then the long one to, to set up the touchdown and the semifinal loss to Clinton. Um, the Elks have the ability to make big plays again this year, but it's a lot more ground based a lot of times with the jet sweeps or with the with the uh, the trap plays kind of going against the grain. But then also that that element of of, of big plays in the pass has returned the last couple of weeks uh, with Caden Holder uh, catching some long ones. So, you know, it's it's amazing to say this, but it, it's almost like the Elk City offense is even more potent this year than it was a year ago. Because it feels like they're able – last year, if you, if you could stop Dalen, then things kind of bogged down, right? Because everything everything worked off of him working. Mm-hmm. This year it feels like there, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's counters – to stacking up Levy a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it, it does. It seems like when, when one thing hasn't been working, the Elks have been able to go to something else, and eventually that's opened up what they wanted to do in the first place. I, like last year, even if you hit a couple of long passes, it still didn't feel like the other team really respected what what Corey could do with his arm, if that makes sense, because it was all so focused on stopping uh, the run game and and not a lot of people were very successful doing it, and that's how good it was. I think you're seeing a little bit of that this year as well uh, with Levy uh, being able to kind of get what he wants outside of that one game up at uh, up at Carl Albert. He's been able to kind of control things uh, offensively for the Elks. I, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. 
Um, you know, it's just when you win the district and you're thinking, okay, whew, let's see, first round, let's get our feet wet, let's you know get that feeling, and then and then really have to have to battle week two. Uh, Elks don't have that luxury this year with Newcastle coming out. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. Uh, come on out, pack the stands need to be packed. And here's the thing, yeah, it's going to be cold, but the more of you that are there, the the warmer it'll be. Just stacked in, packed in there like sardines. That's true. It won't be cold. Uh, well, hopefully your seat will be cold periodically because you're having to jump up and down and 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 yell and cheer for good stuff from there the brown go. and white. Uh, and I tell you, the crowd matters, man. No crowd doubt. crowd noise and and not so much just. It, we're not it's not a big stadium where you're gonna have crowd noise affecting a snap but those kids hear it they they feel it they get they feed off that and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now newcastle they're looking at the forecast i'm looking at the drive and they're think and then they're saying oh they got big oak tv nah let's stay home they're fans let's outpack let's pack this place let's let's bleed over outside the stands let's let's go crazy let's have fun oh i think it will be uh, i think it's been 24 years coming uh, for this to happen again, I don't know if a little cold weather and a little wind is going to slow down the the brown and white faithful. Not at uh, all. But if it does, you still have us. Paragon or uh, Big Elk TV, Cool ninety four, and there's also the uh, the watch party headquarters. What a perfect night to go down to Pedro's. Oh yeah, and, and hang out and, and watch playoff football. Maybe even some basketball, if that's your cup of tea, or you can figure that out. Might have a hard time getting that channel changed off of the football. Yeah. But, uh, going Maybe at halftime, I don't know. But, no, yeah, it's probably probably all of them are going to be on the Big Elk game. Uh, yeah. But they're really cool because you can just go in there and go, hey, man, I'm, I'd like to watch this game. And Bam, there it is. There it is. They'll hook you up. 902 South Main here in Elk City. All right, uh, everybody wanted us to make our picks yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we need our to, high school picks. Our high school yeah. state title picks. We're going to start low and go to high, or you want to start high and go to low? I always say this: it's your show. Let's start low and go to high with four AB in the last pick. Let's build the suspense. Good idea. Okay. Okay. Class C, go for it. Class C. Here's the truth: we don't know much about these teams, yeah. or I don't anyway. Yeah. I'm, I shouldn't speak for you. That was out of line. I should not speak. Oh for no, you. that's fine. That's I'd agree with you. I'd agree. I had to look. I had to do a little homework on these teams. There's some that we we obviously know the towns. Mountain View was really good last year. They're back in the playoffs. Uh, Winoka for the longest time. I mean, they won title back in the '90s. I believe was their last one. They're kind of like an Elk City. It wasn't that late in the '90s? Maybe later or earlier in the '90s. But they're back in it. They look like a contender. Well, this how, is what, gonna what be, say you? This is going to be just simply because I know somebody from Winoka. You're going with the Railroaders. De- I'm going with Debbie Sizemore's Winoka Railroaders to be the Class C football state champion. I can't remember the name. They have a really good German restaurant there. If you're ever through Winoka, find it and eat there. It's really good. Authentic stuff. I, I'm just going to go with uh, what I've seen with their record. Uh, consistently ranked uh, number one, number two all year. I'll say Tipton. Uh, I I like the story of Winoka, again for everything I said, but I, I'll I'll lean Tipton. Tipton's been one of those teams that was kind of a power, a perennial power. It's been down a couple of little bit. Seems to be back. Watch Wesley and Christian though. Watch them. I think Timberlake's a defending champ, right? They're the ones that beat Mountain View last year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yep. pretty sure that's right. Yep. All right, Class B. This is where the Hollis Tigers reside. Preseason, I had ceiling. 
I'm changing. Okay. I'm a guy that likes normally, most often than not, I will fall back on if I don't know anything, I'm going to go with the names I know. Right. And I'm going to go with the defending champion because I know Laverne won that Class B District 1. Give me the Tigers of Laverne to repeat in Class B. I really liked Laverne early. You always have your eye on um, Shattuck. Of course, Hollis is in this class. They've returned to the OSSAA uh, and Sealing. And, and I liked what Sealing was doing early. They beat Laverne, and then they turn around and lose to my pick, and that's Oklahoma Bible. Oklahoma Bible beat them, and they've had no trouble going undefeated up to this point. So give me Oklahoma Bible. Interesting that they get Oklahoma Bible, that is, gets the defending runner-up in round one with Balco Forgan. Just how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. That's just, there's, I mean, there's a few of those matchups like that uh, throughout all these classes. Yeah. All right. Class A, I think, is one of the hardest ones to pick. Yeah. I think it would be awesome if the four teams that are have been the top four all year, basically, end up in the semifinals. You'd have uh, Fairview and Ringling. You'd have Hominy and Gore. Here's another uh, rematch of the state title game in round one with Ringling and Cashin, although Cashin doesn't look like they have m- much for Ringling this year. Burns Deal City's on the road tonight at Walters. Also, Mangum up at Moreland uh, for local interest. I picked Gore to start the season, but I think I've been swayed. As the year has gone along, watching scores, getting to kind of read a little bit about what they've got, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep the champion west of I-35 up in the up in northern Oklahoma. I'm going to go with Fairview. I'm changing from Gore to Fairview, although it's hard to pick against Ringling. Coons has that deal rolling. That defense is tough to score on, and also Hominy seems like a team. I mean, that it feels like that's going to be the the final four, and then that's going to be a heck of a show uh, from there. But I will switch to the Yellow Jackets of Fairview. I think I'm I'm with you with Fairview. Although I'm kind of I've been I'll split up until right before I went to air between Fairview and Ringling because of Coons, and and they've got that thing going too. But Fairview just looks like a team of destiny. My dark horse though is a team that's not not uh not unfamiliar with winning and winning at a high level that's Tonka Wall. watch the bucks they'd be my dark horse that could be a fun semifinal between them and ringling but i'll go with fairview yeah it'd be a quarter to get to i'm sorry quarter yeah, yeah. i'm sorry that's what i was looking for them and there they are hidden by my coffee cup two a you want to go first <laughs> okay let's shoot from the hip and flip a coin on this one uh rejoice christian With no explanation. I'll just go with Rejoice Christian. Okay, you can have Rejoice Christian. I'll go you, – you go private, I'll go public. Give me Millwood. I almost went Metro. What, Metro's 3A? Yeah, 3A. Uh, no, Rejoice Christian. I'll, you're going Millwood? I'll go Millwood. Okay. Give me the Falcons. See, this is the way this goes. You're, snobby pub, you're a snobby private school person. I'm a in-the-dirt public school This 2A, 3A person. level right here. This with, is where everybody gets mad. Because, yeah – it gets kind of. Um, this is where everybody gets mad. Last year, I think though, was it not? Two A was a two A was was public. I think 3A. the final was wasn't it? Uh, Washington Marlowe in the final last yeah, year. Yeah, Marlowe won it. And Marlowe won. Three A was um, Metro all, and Lincoln, wasn't it? All private. Yeah. Yep. Who you got? In three A. Yeah. I'll go Metro. Now that's right. Did was. you look this up? 
Is Metro the one that's been winning, or has it been Lincoln? Lincoln won it last year. Lincoln's, I think they may have won it the year before over Metro. I think this has been a, a rivalry in the final. It cannot be a final this year because those two would play in the semifinals, mm-hmm. which maybe opens it up for Heritage Hall on the other side. Yeah. Dark Horse would be Heritage Hall. I'll go with Lincoln. Okay. 5A. 5A. Now this one. The best bracket. Yes. Yes. Hands down. You got Midwest City, Piedmont, Collinsville, McAllister. What's some other big ones? Uh, uh, Carl Albert, MacArthur. Who knows? That could be fun. I don't think it's – Elgin Guthrie. This this week is kind of the, the appetizer. It's the next week, yeah. Next week you could have Midwest City, McAllister, Coweta, Bishop, McGinnis, Carl Albert, Dell City, Grove, Elgin, or Guthrie. That's when it gets serious. I will tell you this. The bottom right of this bracket got one hell of an advantage. To me, at least getting to the semis. That seems like the easiest path, by far. Yeah. For Grove or Elgin or Guthrie or Sepulpa. That, that is, that's, a, that's a blessing in disguise to not have. I mean, you could literally have Carl Albert, Dell City, Bishop McGinnis, Coweta, and either Collinsville, who's the defending champ. The first round game is another rematch of the finals from a year ago. Collinsville and McAllister. Collinsville and McAllister. And then Midwest City. I mean, next week is going to be incredible in the quarterfinals in 5A. Who you got? How could you not go with Carl Albert? Ever since they've had that quarterback injury at the very beginning of the beginning of the season of the game. Yeah, first half of the first Yeah, and they kind of hit some peaks and valleys with that. They've navigated it masterfully and uh, won the district title. I'm sold on them, and how could you not? It's the Titans. It's Carl Albert. Um, I like their running back. His name escapes me. I'm sure you remember it. When it's Xavier Robinson. Yeah, that dude is a dude. Uh, give me Carl Albert. I'm going to go there. I've been going to pick Carl Albert this entire time, and I just talked myself out of it. Ah! I'm going to go with Coita. Going with Coita. Yeah, they've had some impressive Coita's wins. been number one. Yep. They beat Carl Albert, albeit with that injury at the at the first of the year. Coita's tough. I do know that. Coita will not be bullied by Carl Albert. So I got Coita. Okay. 6A2. 6A2. It's kind of like the A, B and C. I don't know. I'll say Stillwater just for the fact they're undefeated in number one. I'm not seeing much, any, a lot of contenders outside of them. Choctaw, Deer Creek. And I'll take the Ruffers of Muskogee. Damarian Fricklin, quarterback, electric. I think Stillwater beat them up pretty good. They did. The other day. But, hey, revenge on their side. Just to be different than you, I'll take Muskogee. I think that's what you're doing here. (laughs) Now, will somebody pull the trigger in 6A1? Someone other than Bixby? Yes. Not me. Me neither. (laughs) Although it does seem – I was reading – or saw – a little bit of a blurb that maybe Jinx is getting healthy, so that shouldn't have been as big a surprise to as it was to some. Jinx is that team. You, you mentioned it walking out of the stadium last week. You know, it's a big game. Jinx is used to it. You know, Bixby it should be, but maybe not to that level. There more pressure was on Bixby oh, last no week with that winning streak on national television. Jinx was like, we can come in here and lose, and we're just another – yeah. Another statistic in this streak, or 
we can be jinx and beat them. What I'm telling you is that was an anomaly. Give me Bixby. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, the 4A bracket. Cushing's been the dominant team throughout the season. There's no doubt about that. I think they've outscored their opponents 597 to 106, which if you're not good at the new math, you just divide those by 10. That means it's basically 60 to 10 every time they hit they hit the field. I'm anxious to see. I know everybody's looking forward to uh, what would be Thanksgiving week and in the hopes, at least here, to see a, a, a semifinal rematch of that first-round game last year that the Elks were able to win up at Cushing. Obviously, everybody looking forward to that, uh, number one and number two in a couple of the polls um, outside of the city area anyway. There's a lot of work to be done first, at least on the Elk City side. Cushing, I, I'm interested to see if Broken Bow has anything for him or if it's still just that buzzsaw. In, in a lot of ways, Jared, this feels like – 2020 and Wagner where all those guys are seniors all those guys the, the whole their whole career has been building for this particular year and right now reminds at least me, it reminds me of 98 Elk City. well a little bit that too <laughs> um the, the only difference is you know they were beaten in the first round last year instead of having the motivation of a, of a finals loss like the Elks did that year mm-hmm. so I, I think in, until you don't until you see them have at least a little bit of a struggle. It feels like they're here, and then who is trying? Who can who can match that? If that makes sense, because it does seem like Cushing, at least in it, with the, with what they've done in the regular season, is on a, is on a level that nobody else has been able to reach week in week out. Now, who can do it, or is that a is that a function of a schedule that uh, hasn't been very physical? Obviously, that's what you're hoping uh, if you're wearing the brown and white. Um, but. I'll let you go first. Oh, thanks. It's hard not to go against Cushing. It's that because of everything you've said, they've been so dominant and so motivated, I think, as a and you can thank Oak City for that. Last year beating them in the first round and uh they've I think they've used that as a rallying cry. I'm guessing. They probably plastered that score and maybe a repeat of Big Oak TV in their locker room. <laughs> Good thing we lost it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's oh, the that's best. Right. Yeah, that's, there you go. Think, maybe they do have a copy. Maybe we need to call them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they're – and then they're senior heavy. They got the Berlowitz and the, and the and rest of them. They're stacked. They're scoring a lot of points. I'm interested to see, is that a product of a weak district and their schedule, or are they that dominant? I picked them at the start of the year – I'm going to stick with them. I think it's – but it's not going to be easy for them if they run into the Big Elks in the semifinal because remember that all that pressure talk I was talking about earlier? It's all going to be on Cushing if they get to the Big Elk because they're going to think, okay, revenge. Here they are. They're the ones who beat us last year. We got to win this one. This is our year. We got to win, win this one. And Elk City's good enough and, and well-coached enough to maybe go, okay, guys, they're going. They're they're going to be over pursuing. They're going to be doing everything a little bit. They're going to be amped up. So it's not going to be easy for Cushing if it's the Big Oaks in the semifinals. But I will go with Cushing. They've been clearly, statistically, the best team in 4A all season long. They have been. Uh, they they simply have been. You just in that potential matchup that we were asked about earlier. You hope if you're if you're on the brown and white side of these things, you hope that the physicality that you know the Elks will bring r- rules the day. And that's that's the one thing. And th- think about this to me: how many times throughout the run of Mike Lee, 
was Clinton good, but somebody else was supposed to be better? There were times. Now there was times where Clinton was just so good it didn't matter, but there's also times where oh yeah, this they, they might they're, they're, you know that's gonna that's gonna be the stumbling block, and then you know Clinton was just more physical and won the game. Right. You know that's what the Elks have to have to be able to to. to hang their hat on not only tonight but even even looking forward if they're fortunate enough to win tonight that's what would carry them to a state title it's i know everybody's fired up and i don't you know what i don't want to be debbie downer jared i'm not going to be the one to pour water on the fire that is the elks district title would that make any sense being the voice of the elks and being the debbie downer that's why you had me go first didn't you? that's why i had you go first jared you poured the water on the flames uh, and I'm going to put it, the flame out. You're going with it? And then rekindle it. Yeah. Give me the Elks. Why not? Why not? Why not? Until somebody can stand up to their physicality in 4A. Why not? Thanks for making me the bad guy. Why they're not, gonna want that. Do you want to change? They're gonna, Hunt's going to want the hoodie back. Do you want to change? <laughs> Do you want to change the Elks since I picked the Elks? You're talking me into it. Is what you're doing. You're talking me but into can, the fact you, that if it's those two teams, here's why I can talk game. you into it, Jared. Because you know what I just said. You've seen it with your own eyes, being from Clinton and following them as close as you have through the years. You've seen times where literally physicality won the game, not being the more talented, the better right. team, quote unquote. Right. Well, shoot, we saw that last year in the title game. Everyone 100%. thought title. Everyone thought. Everybody said Tuttle was the better team. Then here comes Clinton that's punched him and punched him and punched him. I mean, physically beat up Tuttle. Does it not feel a little bit the same it way? It kind of has that feeling. I'll be a homer, and I'll pick the Elks. Okay. You can stay with Cushing if you want to. No. You're changing. Maybe. I'm trying to stay on the fence. This Just is some push fence. the button. Listen, push the button. I'm going to tell you right now, the <laughs> ultimate, if he's tuning in, would love the fence riding you're doing right now. Uh, I just... Either way, you're right. Uh, oh, I told you I agreed with you, Aaron. Or, or I told you, Aaron. They've been better the whole year. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick. The Elks, Newcastle, round one tonight. Big Elk TV, Cool 94. Hollis on Paragon TV as well. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.